Welcome to Picture Start with Derek Armijo, Episode 4. Today we talk about Escape from Tomorrow, the neo-horror thriller shot inside Disneyland and Walt Disney World theme parks. Our guest host is Popsicle's legend, Brendan Creasy, who will regale us with his thoughts on the movie and some of the darker secrets behind his tenure working inside the most magical place on Earth. Escape from Tomorrow is available on Video On Demand, iTunes, and is in theaters now. So grab your Mickey ears and shove a churro down your throat. It's time to start the show. Okay, we're here with Brendan Creasy, my co-host. Hello. Hello. My co-host in uh, the game-changing classic Popsicles, the podcast, which... You, the podcast. You can't... St- it is the podcast, I hear. Yeah. You can't stop it. We tried to kill it, and it... They, they couldn't. No. Too much, too much people wanted it back. Too much people wanted it. Yeah. Um, so I've enlisted <laughs> the help of Brendo to inject his power into this podcast uh, via... Yeah, you better be ready. You're not, you're not going to be able to handle it. Uh, What's going to happen after this is... This is weekday, Brendo. I'm used to weekend, Brendo. Is week, I'm sorry, is, I'm week, weekday Brendo is kind of... Is he a little less energy? Know. Maybe. Okay. Probably. I've been... My, I've been beaten down all day at work, you know. <laughs> oh, that well, that uh, uh, at least parallels what the uh, hero of the journey of escape to to escape from tomorrow also goes. Is that what through. that was about? I don't know. I guess I, it was. Let's go with the parallels. Um, that's yeah. our movie that we're going to talk about today. And um, if you want to hear Weekend Brendo, check out Popsicles that the podcast. Although you probably. I've probably already heard of it if you are listening to this. And Radio Brendo Man. No, mostly Popsicles, though. Oh, fine. Radio Brendo Man is like the Cimmerillion, and <laughs> fucking Popsicles is Lord of the fucking Rings. If okay. it was all Return of the King third act action. Yeah, just one giant epic. Yeah, okay. So what does that make? Th- what it. does that make this? Uh, are we the Hobbit? I don't know. The Hobbit I sucks. Know. I disagree. Um, this is the cult this, like, Dungeons and Dragons. Jeremy Irons, Marlon Wayans. Is that a cult hit? Do people like that no, underground. That's a shit movie. Period. So nobody at all likes that movie. Nobody likes that. I don't know. Do you know anybody that likes that movie? I don't. It's not. I have. Did they did they do screenings of that anywhere? I don't no. think so. So if. Popsicles is Lord of the Rings, then this podcast is Harry Potter, probably. All right. It's like a way better, even better thing. That's a comparable. So um, the reason I chose Brendo to talk about Escape from Tomorrow is because he actually knows all the insider secrets because he worked at Disneyland for how many years? Um, A year and a half. Um, Did you work at the Florida park at all? No, but I've been there twice. Okay, so you know the ins and outs. I know the ins and outs. My my whole Disneyland and Disney has been a pretty central thing in my life, mm-hmm. my entire life. And I grew up near the park. I watched, grew up watching the movies, TV shows, Disney Channel. You know. Uh huh. So probably no better person that I know uh, to talk about yeah, sure. this. 
Even though I know that's kind of a Southern California uh, thing that you at least know somebody or maybe everybody your, knows somebody. your brother or your sister or you yourself had at least like a summer working at Disneyland. Yeah, especially in Orange County. Like if you haven't, most people I know have either worked there or known somebody that worked there. I mean, that's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, Escape from Tomorrow is a black and white... What, what genre would you even call this? Fuck if I know, man. It's. I guess it was supposed to be a... I don't a know. neo-noir? What do you... I guess. Um, but it, like, dipped into sci-fi... It's, it's a non-movie. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a movie. I don't even know what to call it. Is it like Blade Runner? What would you call Blade Runner? <laughs> Sci-fi. That's just straight up sci-fi. Okay. So uh, maybe it was trying to be futuristic sci-fi, cause like, but but then it's like it is kind of noirish, but it's also kind of just dark. Common? No, I don't know. It's that's the thing. That's why it sucks. <laughs> so at least you know our position. It didn't know up, what it wanted to be up front. They. Uh huh. I like who the f- like th- th- was that a script? Did somebody write that? So the first time I had heard about Escape from Tomorrow, which is, if you haven't read about it, is a movie that takes place, that is shot inside uh, both Disneyland and Walt Disney World resorts, yeah. uh, covertly without permission. And, uh, which is nuts. Yeah, when I first saw stills from it, I thought that they were probably just going to be filming around the corners where nobody would be seeing them. and Yeah, that's what I thought, you too. You would just have to kind of been there <clears throat> to kind of recognize the areas. But no, they're yeah. on rides. There's clearly They're on rides and clearly filming. They film rides. Crystal they clear film images shows. inside There's rides. And employees. And characters. Like, they, they make no attempt yeah. to try to hide that this is Disneyland with Disney characters. Which is... Extremely ballsy. Yeah. Because um, Disney's lawyers, I mean, everybody knows Disney's lawyers, they will, they sue everybody. They sue preschools. Yeah, they sue daycare centers. For, they sue websites. What do they sue the, the daycare They sued the for? daycare center for having, like, pictures, like, decals painted on their walls. Yeah, of, like, Winnie the Pooh and stuff. Yeah. Um. So the plot... They go after bootleggers. They... Like, with ruthless aggression. They have this, or at least they used to have this very rigorous anti-bootlegging maximum money-making scheme where they would release their movies every couple of years in theaters. Yeah. And then when VHS came out, they're like, well, that'll we can't re-release our movies anymore. So they decided to re-release videos only for a limited time. Yeah, the fucking Disney fuck, fucking vault. Yeah, and they what, what would happen is they're like it's available for a limited time, and then it goes back into the Disney vault, and then it'll come back in a couple of years when new children are born, haven't heard of it, had no mm-hmm. access to it, and then they'll release it, and then everybody will clamor. It is to pretty it. ingenious. Um, the most successful, the latest most successful thing is when they released The Lion King, I think two years ago, in three D, yeah. and I pointed to the stands and said this is going to be a big hit because it's the new thing because the dvd's been out of print for several years so parents and it was this will they're gonna be oh i remember that when i was a kid and and this will be their only outlet and of course was a big hit and then disney tried to they're like oh we'll reconvert 
a bunch of movies into 3D and we'll release those, but those weren't nearly as a success because the movies that they put out were already on DVD. And I don't think yeah. they even realized why that movie was successful, that, that particular re-release. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so Disney's uh, very litigious. And the plot of this movie, and, and, and that's what uh, people, every review, every positive review doesn't even say what good they liked about the movie. They just go, oh, Disney's really going to sink their teeth into these guys. Yeah. That's really the only thing, thing that people had to They're- say. Because you can't, because the movie is bullshit. Let's go through the like plot. Like I said, it's not a movie. Let's go through the plot, or at least what we can decipher. Um, so- I mean, at the basis, it's a dude, he loses his job. He finds out on his last day of his vacation that he loses his, that he's losing his job. Uh-huh. He got fired, uh-huh. or laid off, whatever. And he's got a wife and two kids, and there's some marital unrest. Uh-huh. Or at least, and, like you've seen, you've probably seen tons of stressful, stressed out yeah, families the, in your yeah, time. stressed out family at the end of the vacation, and brat kids, the son, him and the son don't get along. The mother and the daughter are having issues, and so that's where we start on this last day of the vacation. And then he starts perving on some French girls. So what happens is that <laughs> for about forty minutes, we just see the family walk around Disneyland. And- go on the rides, and then one of the... They're really little kids, a boy and a girl. One of them gets sick, and the mom's like, I'll take him back to the hotel. And then the dad, and I think the son or the daughter? The daughter. The daughter. Go out on their own. And then there's these two mysterious French girls that they meet on the monorail that the dad just keeps following around the park, and, like, they keep going on... He keeps going on the rides that they're going on, and... Yeah. Having these weird fantasies where they where he interacts with them and like I think kisses one of them at one point. And I gotta tell you, and this is what we've explained this movie for two minutes. This is halfway through the movie that I've gotten. Yeah, into. this is. Um, oh. And I gotta also admit that I did fall asleep for an untold amount of time. And when you I watched the whole goddamn thing, man. When you fall asleep in a movie, you can usually uh guess how long you were asleep by where you are in the plot <laughs> or what's happened or progressed Not in so this far. Movie. <laughs> With this movie and the movie um Red Tails, it also has no sort of structure, no sort of Hollywood structure. I woke up and or fell asleep and woke up and had no idea where I was because nothing was happening. But from, yep, from they're still just wandering around. The from park what I read, and... like the dad starts to see the characters have these black eyes. Oh yeah, they start kind of like he like they like he, that's the other thing. That's again where I don't think this movie could decide what it wanted to do. Like, are they trying? Is it a horror movie now? Like, cause like the they go on like it's a small world and like the characters start changing all freaky and he's getting all freaked out and. Like weird shit starts happening, mm-hmm. but and then and then the witch shit happens. Well, he sees like Disney princesses <laughs> that are like prostituting themselves out to wealthy oh, yeah. businessmen. Yeah. Like, so what? Do you remember your first trip to Disneyland? Um. Well, the first one that I can remember, I was very young, mm-hmm. and um, I was scared of everything really 
Yeah, I cried on Haunted Mansion. I cried because the Wicked Queen knocked over my Viewmaster <laughs> by accident. Oh, yeah, that's a good um, story. I just remember crying a lot. So the at, there's a character walking around the park, and he didn't see... Oh, it was the Queen of Hearts, actually. She didn't see where she was going and knocked over your Viewmaster and broke it? Um, I don't think it broke. But you definitely but... acted like this was a grave offense. It was traumatizing. You got very and upset. I was really... Yeah, I freaked out. And they had to usher in s- some replacement toys for you. Yes, yes, they did. And thus uh, began a lifetime of uh, <laughs> making people feel maybe sad that's... to give you things. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's where all my trouble started. <laughs> I don't know what you guys what you talk about in your therapy sessions, but is, if that hasn't gotten brought up, it should probably. Um, I talk about a lot of things. So, um, do you, like, I remember my first, I, my, the things I were scared, here's, here's one of the more frustrating parts about the movie is that there's so much you can do about filming inside an actual theme park, much yeah. less Disneyland itself. There's so, you can do any genre, you can do any story, and then it picks a really lame story to do, and I'm thinking now that, uh, in my first couple of years of going to Disneyland, the thing that frightened me the most was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. But because there's these, yeah. they simulate rough seas, I guess, is what I've garnered through, throughout the years. <laughs> and so there's these two points where you drop, not not like any sort of Six Flags type of thing. But yeah, it's you, just a drop. You do drop a few times and it absolutely terrified me to the point. Where, and here's the thing about my parents. This never stopped them from dragging me onto that <laughs> ride with my nails into the brick. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't. And they never... Oh, so your parents were those parents. Because I, I saw those parents all the time. Yeah. You see, they're like, they're like, shut up. We're going on this ride. The kids are just terrified. Not for one second did it hinder their own ride. They never even said, like, hey, we'll trade off. Like Because now yeah. there's a thing where... Well, parents swap. The parents swap where one kid board the ride and when they and when the next one comes out, uh, they can. Re- they didn't even try to do that, but they went to great lengths to trick me into thinking that those drops were gone. That's like evil. my mom used to say. Oh yeah, I read in Disney magazine, which I probably isn't even a real <laughs> thing that they've really <laughs> took it. Out. They flattened out those drops, or at least they attempted to. And I'm like, even then, I was a little suspicious and. And my so then what <laughs> happened when you were about to go over the drop? Did and you then my my dad would say, uh, or, or what my dad would do, and I'm not even sure how safe or if he actually did this. He would lift me up out of my seat and put me over my put me over his head during the drop so that I would feel it less. I don't know. If <laughs> I kind of remember this happening, but they went to great lengths to get me onto that ride. None of which were. <laughs> You know, just sit wow. it out, um, which is which is only now I'm realizing they, did, they didn't that, that that was never me not riding that ride was never an option. But uh, I remember once going with like a like a group a daycare group when I was really mm-hmm. young, and I had to put on my game face. I couldn't I couldn't put on the crying <laughs> face then, and I and I toughed it out. Yeah. That's all peer pressure. See, shame and peer pressure can do a lot. Maybe that's, oh, yeah. that's what my parents were trying to do. Um, Maybe just setting you up for life, because that's what happens. I guess. And to this day, I have no problems with 
the ride. But like every like I, I it was until like what I was maybe ten that I was afraid to go on that ride, and I would go on with friends or like my one once my cousin. I, I wasn't afraid to uh, show my abject fear of the ride around a cousin of mine, and he he the way he put it together was he's like, "Are you afraid?" The way he's he was legitimately asked me if I was afraid that the boats would follow me home, and that <laughs> that I would wake up with one of the boats in my bed or something. I'm like, "What the hell does that even mean?" So, <laughs> That's Disneyland could be a scary place for children. Oh yeah. And that would be a great angle, you know, for a movie, and especially if you can sneak in. I think Disneyland or Disney would be a lot more active in because the thing is that they have no response to this movie. Yeah, and They've I chosen think to ignore. To me, it. it seems pretty clear why because I feel like this is just gonna go away pretty soon. Well, it's still in theaters. It's managed to stay in theaters for several weeks now, so there is something to it. Yeah, but also because they're trying, they could say that it's um, like satire or parody or something. It would be a lengthy legal battle. They probably don't even want to deal with it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because from what I've read, that like they have, they would have to prosecute. They would have to go through and find their ticket stub. <laughs> that is the contract that you know. Yeah, has the. It, it would just be a long arduous process that would basically lead to the movie just being bootlegged anyway yeah so i think if it had been a different movie i think you're right i think they would have gone after it but because of what it is like i just think they're i don't know it's it's but i guarantee you um what they did do and is this is never going to happen again how do you okay so you used to you worked at Disneyland as maybe I I don't know if it'll never happen again, but it'll be way harder. Right. So you worked at Disneyland as I worked in um the front main entrance front gate. I did bag checking and uh, and uh, ticket taking, hand stamps. So I also did like crowd control type stuff. So when these bozos came through the park, you would be the the first line of defense then. Yep. So what do let's make this as controversial as that that movie. What what do you look for? So after 9/11 Would I say what they're actually looking for after right 9/11, now? After 9/11 you now every you get your bag searched at Disneyland. It didn't used yeah. to be that way. Yeah. Um and you were you that was your job and what do they yeah. say they're looking for? They say they're looking for um Weapons, bombs, terrorist stuff, <laughs> which is ridiculous uh-huh. because are they frisking people? Are there metal detectors? No. And have you seen how they check these bags, the average person there? Let me tell you, Derek, these guys are getting paid like maybe eight fifty an hour. Um, and there's like a hundred they got they've had a long day. They're not thoroughly searching those bags. And let me tell you what we are looking for. Yes, we're looking for weapons. Um, but mostly it's just food and glass. Okay. That's it. Booze. So glass, booze, food, like, like large amounts of food, like a little bit. There's, it always changed what could be allowed and what couldn't, but it was basically like if people are clearly going to have a picnic 
in the park, that's a no. <laughs> How evil. How dare they? Because when I was a kid, and especially when I was going on those summer vacation retreats from daycare, mm-hmm. there used to be picnic tables at Disneyland. and you. Could... Well, there's a picnic area outside the park. Right. So, I mean, it's not out of their own possibility for people to go, you know, we're paying enough to get in here anyway. Let's bring our own food. But Disneyland says yeah. no to that. Nope. So let's say, and I, and, and I remember having to go with my uncle once, and we had to go to great lengths to hide our handy snacks and our sandwiches and our clothing and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, so I walk through, and you find in my bag a sandwich, an apple, some chips, and a soda. What do you do? You're not coming in. I'm sending you to the picnic area. No, no, this is for later, though. Oh. That's fine. Go to the picnic area. It's not coming in. Well, well, we're, gonna, we're not going to eat it in the park, so... Doesn't matter. Picnic area. Well, it's the, you know, it's the beginning of the day. This is my lunch. Um, Doesn't matter. What do you mean? You can't come in here. You, well, I mean, what? I'm not going to blow up. It's a small world with my apple. I mean... Did you just say something about blowing up Small World? <laughs> Let me go get security. Has that ever... At that point, that would probably prompt security. Has somebody... Because that doesn't sound like oh, a, yeah. an unlikely oh, yeah. conversation. A guy trying oh, yeah. to reason with you. People joking, like, they'll get attacked by security. A guy trying to reason with you, and you're, you're using that, too. <laughs> also, be be aware that if that if you're talking to me at length, and it looks like you're giving me a hard time, there's probably at least two... Um, plain clothes officers that are approaching that are now, and listening. You now have their attention. Yes, yes. Um, and all I can guarantee, because at any given tent area, there's at least three or four plain clothes officers that are in, in line the vicinity, or just walking around, just walking around, possibly in line. I usually knew where they were um, at any given time. Um, Those guys saved my ass once. What? What happened? I almost got jumped by some drunk guys. Was they would, would tell us a story? Um, these drunk guys were like trying to scalp their tickets, and I was just like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And the guy <laughs> just came right, got right in my face, and before he could do anything, plain clothes came and grabbed him. Think he was gonna punch me, and I was kind of bummed because I'm like, I probably could have gotten so much money. I would have taken a punch for. I don't know, whatever workers' comp or whatever I would have gotten. See, that's the American. That's the American. This is the new American dream. Brendo's new American hey, dream is. I, I was making like just so above minimum them. wage at the time. I was on food stamps for fuck's sake. So that. So that's the. We'll, we'll get into that. The. Uh, the slave driving ways of Disney, but like the two scenarios that we just went through: <laughs> a guy trying to get a sandwich through, and a guy trying to resell. His ticket near a, a million ticket booths, so it's not like he's like he's not gonna like sell them for more than what they cost anyway. But the yeah. but Disney trying to keep every dollar in check is oh yeah, that's, and that's what you were on the front lines of doing. I'm also checking to make sure people don't steal strollers because they try and do that. I always wondered um, that because because they have these shows and parades. And they always have a designated area for strollers, and it's just like a a, a cadre oh, of fifty strollers. That's where people are completely fucking retarded, and they think their stroller is safe, and they leave all kinds of shit in their strollers, um, like purses, wallets. And, oh yeah, and like there are criminals that patrol Disneyland, and it happens all the time. 
Like people will come to us and be like, someone just stole my camera out of my stroller. I'm like, why did you have your camera in your stroller? <laughs> Knowing you uh, more now and probably this is the Disney stance anyway, but like, do they even coach you to be a little bit? Uh, oh yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> a little bit. Well, I'm sorry I to just, hear that. I just had to be. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but there's nothing we can do. Like, um, you can file a police report with the police. There's where they are at the Disneyland at that fake Disneyland Central Hall where, like, a real crime has been reported, but like you feel like. Well, no, you're there's an fake... actual. There's there's a place where there's Anaheim PD. Uh huh. But it's not there. That's where people just file, come sit and complain. City Hall is just a miserable place. I would, I, I feel so. I always felt bad for Disneyland City there. Hall. Yeah, they just get people just get screamed at all day because that's where everybody goes for their problems. Yes. Um. Now, personally, on a personal level, you giving somebody a hard time about letting their sandwich in did you ever feel conflicted about this oh yeah and sometimes if i if i would if i was feeling pretty fuck you to disney just depending on the day i would let everything through but there are probably like secret shoppers going through yep to make and sure sometimes you... that would that could get you in trouble and they started clamping down on it where the plain clothes officer guys would bust you if you let something if they didn't think you were doing a good enough job and then like so then i had to start being a, then we all had to start being a little bit more careful and i know they've really clamped down now where like there's to the point where they have they had special training and um i want to say some of it coincided with the banksy thing because let's talk a little, bit, a little bit about the banksy thing if you've seen the documentary uh exit through the gift shop which is kind of a disney thing right that's what yeah. disney has, did disney invent that what uh, like the exit through the gift shop? Yeah, or, definitely. Or museums, maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's because it got to a point like probably around the new Tomorrowland era where like rides they redid built. some of the rides so that they now exited into gift like almost it definitely new rides. Every new ride now exits into a gift shop right. like since the mid nineties, um, and and that's just the way that's and it's pretty evil when you think about it because <laughs> when you're a kid. Like, I've seen parents having to drag their kids out of those gift shops. So I always used to think, like, well, just, you know, be a parent and say no. But if you're in this place that is designed to stimulate a child and just over overstimulate rough, one that could be a trial. So this movie, Exit to a Gift Shop, is all about street art and the underground street scene and this uh, unknown uh, artist only known to us as Banksy. We don't know his face or his voice. Uh, snuck into, or he paid to get into Disneyland, but he snuck in yeah. these uh, inflatable bodies with orange jumpsuits and stuck them in different places around the park. To what was this a statement? Like Thunder Mountain. It was like a. It was, they were like Gitmo prisoners, and it was just a kind of a statement against Disney. But what does that mean? I don't know. It's just as useless as Escape from Tomorrow. But it did get people going. Oh. They they snuck those in because they check bags, but I guess if it looks like clothes, if you you won't see yeah. orange jumpsuits and think anything, but you probably should because that is yeah, I, like I said, I think they did some more training and did a little bit more. Like we were all things are always changing. Like for instance, we started we got more training once um when they started making like little juice box wine, so we had to start paying more attention <laughs> to like people's beverages. 
and things like Four Loco and stuff, because they're like, some of those energy drinks are booze, because people were getting that stuff into the park, and um, and then like there would be drunk people in Disneyland. They'd be like, how are these people like getting wasted? And so, because that's always a concern. Okay, let me give you a few more, for instance. Let's say I'm coming through with four juice boxes and three handy snacks are in my bag. I'm checking those juice boxes. What? Definitely. We're checking for checking them how. I would make sure, I would look at them and make sure they're not booze. Okay, but you would let me through with that? Yeah, I would. Some people might not. I think snacks are okay. I don't know. It like I said, it's always changing. Um with one packet of lunch meat. See, lunch meat that's a gray area. Do you have any bread? You do, you don't see bread. If I don't see bread, I would probably let it slide. I know plenty of people there that would not. Okay. Um, I have a six-pack of Coke with me and some celery. That's fine. Okay. I have a, a six-pack of Coke is fine? Yeah. Sure. I can bring as many drinks as I want is, is what you're saying, basically? Yeah, as long as they're not booze Okay, but and no glass. But the food is what you're looking for. Yes. Okay. Um... And again, it it varies, and I don't know if how it's changed now. Like I said, I've heard they've gotten way more strict. Okay. And then I also heard that sometimes that like there would be periods where they're just like let it all in, like fuck it. Like if it was slow. Again, or something. It, it varies. Yeah, it varies all the time. What about coolers? Or if the lines are, coolers are no, absolutely not. Absolutely no. no. What if it's a small cooler with only drinks? Um, I think that's okay. I don't remember. Okay. I know it's any kind of. Any big cooler, bigger than a six-pack, I think that's what it was, um, that can hold bigger than a six-pack, um, that's definitely no. That's like you got to get a – you would. I would get a runner, and they would escort you to the lockers, or you would take it back to the picnic area or your car. What if I had a, a peanut butter and jelly fold over with only one slice of bread? I would probably let it through. Okay, what if I had a full-on diagonally cut sandwich, but just a sandwich? Just one? Yeah. Again, I would probably let it through, but again, I know some people that wouldn't. Okay. Like, any old lady, you're not getting anything <laughs> in there. Because those old ladies are ruthless. Full bag of chips. Full on big bag of Doritos. Like, big bag? Probably not. Okay. How about three uh, fun bags? Lunch yes. size bags. Okay. Sure. I could do this for... I won't. Yeah. I could literally do this forever because <laughs> it's fascinating... How there's no rhyme or reason to you, it. Again, what you just said, they pump so much money into training and staff and personnel for to just to. to and meanwhile, just, while just I'm to looking, sell you a five dollar or six dollar corn dog, you know what yeah. I mean. And the best part of all this is while I'm looking, while I'm yelling at you to take back your big bag of Doritos, a million guys with bombs strapped to their chest could be walking right past me. Right, because and, you're you're not patting anybody down. There's no metal. Yeah, and also a guy that has a false bottom. Like people that are trying to hide shit are gonna hide shit. I'm not gonna find it. Right. Like, like you're, I've snuck booze into the park. For the God only thing sakes. you can like, do is the the vague <laughs> caress of a warm washcloth. You're not sitting down and washing that motherfucker. And we cannot touch anybody. Um. So, I lost my train of thought there, but... Well, checking bags. And so, I guarantee you now, what I could see happening... Uh-huh. I'm not saying this... I could probably find out if this happens. I probably should. That'd be cool to find out. Um, but I guarantee you, they're probably looking for big cameras 
They're probably even looking. Yeah, that, like, that was my next question. What? What? How did they get in? Basically, well, what were they shooting on? It's probably like a little, like a cannon, like a little thing. Yeah, right? iPhones also they shot on. And... Well, you can't do anything about that, right? But we could probably. They definitely are probably going to start looking harder at like big at bigger cameras. Like any kind, and we already did that. Like, but it was like if people have obvious big equipment, like they'd at least get checked out by security. Yeah, if somebody came out with anything like that, we would already stop them. But now they might be looking at anything, like any kind of SLR or anything like that. But I guarantee you also that they're going to be training security to be on the lookout for people filming stuff. That would be, and that's not that hard for them to police because they have fucking security everywhere and they have cameras everywhere as we've learned through either people we know or the various behind the ears books by david koenig yeah the only place i know of that doesn't have cameras and i wouldn't be surprised if that changes soon is small world really because that's the place where they film the most very recently i know they didn't have cameras in there i don't know if that's still the truth the case but as far as i know there's no cameras in there now and this issue has been brought up with other people um they fit every inch of the outside there's cameras there's a camera somewhere no matter where you are the and there's plainclothes officers everywhere the they filmed very clearly in inside a, a bunch of dark rides now yeah. don't since those rides have cameras in them don't they stop people from filming um, as long as it's not flash photography, they don't care. Okay. But there's certain rides where yes, like I know if some if you start filming, like there's certain rides where yes, but maybe now they'll start looking at all of them. But again, it's hard to tell because with camera phones, so maybe they'll. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, I just think that security is gonna keep. I don't. I wouldn't say again. Like I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I think on a certain scale. It's gonna be a lot more difficult. Because you notice, like, you know what I've noticed riding like pirates or haunted mansion is that some fucking dork will now have his phone out, yeah. trying to film it. But like you're in these dark areas, and then there's this huge bright screen, and then it's I don't know room. how you can be this person and have a huge bright light ruining everybody else's experience, and then just keep doing it until somebody tells you to knock it off. Well, maybe they'll start cracking down on that. I don't know. Uh, they definitely didn't that day. Because you've heard of things, times yeah. where the ride will stop or like a voice oh, yeah. will come out and well, go, Well, the moment you stand up on any of those rides, somebody is going to yell at you and it'll probably stop the ride. And if you keep doing it, you're going to get greeted by security when you get off the ride. Uh-huh. And they kick people out of the park. I, I took an – I took – because they would bring them up to main entrance. If they were annual pass holders, and I would – cancel annual passes multiple times a day because of that oh yeah yeah um without refunds yeah no refund um depending on your offense you could get banned for a number of years um what is your worst non-working experience at a disney park um i had a couple one this was pre-cell phones Uh but um I got separated like my me and my I want to say me and my mom got separated from my dad and my brother. Mm-hmm. And this was before cell phones. So like we went the whole day um, and I was like terrified that we were never going to see him again. Um, you, But and, you were with your mom. Yeah, but I was still scared. And also my mom was like so 
like we went on a few things, but most of the time we were just going around looking for them. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out my dad and my brother went on like all the rides. <laughs> And my brother had an awesome day. We met up with him. My brother was like stoked. I was pissed off and crying. Do you think that the parent that you were with completely uh, orchestrated your experience that day? Is that your mom was worrying and like frantic and that your dad was like, hey, well, might as well hit Splash Mountain while we're here. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, so no, no bad experiences when you've gotten older? Um, well, yeah, uh, I would say there was one time where we had the bright idea to go like the day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. And it sucked. But you <laughs> so decided you, you you decided to rough it and go through the day. Yeah. Um, and I've told this story several times on Popsicles. We tried to go the day after Thanksgiving once. And the line just to buy a ticket was two hours. So we're like, yeah. how is it going to well, be inside? Like yeah, they sell and out. so we left and went to Knott's Berry Farm. But my aunt spent like 20 minutes trying to get the parking attendant at Knott's <laughs> to accept the story. Disneyland parking ticket. And there was probably nobody behind <laughs> us anyway because nobody goes to Knott's at all, really. But um, yeah, that's the case. I've gotten, I've had several horrible adult <laughs> trips to Disneyland. With family, with friends, for a while there, it was, it was far from the magical, most magical place on earth. Once, I have a good time most of the time when I go. What's well, the, the last time I went with my parents was maybe five or six years ago, and the the way it, if you've never been to Disneyland, you park, then you have to take a train that takes you to the front entrance. Yeah, but like that takes about what 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it sucks. Um. My mom forgot her camera, and then she's like, well, let me go get it. I'm like, well, who, I mean, who cares, you know? And so like, he's like, if you go get it, it's going to take like a half an hour before you're back. Yeah. And then that just... Yeah, all the way back and there. And she did anyway. And, the car. And I, the I was back. just so angry that we just wasted basically 45 minutes just going to and fro on that yeah. fucking tram. There was once I went with a bunch of friends and like... Various crushes were forming and being destroyed at the same time. I won't go into details uh, on that same one. And somebody has this on video. We are in either Mickey Mickey's house or Minnie's house when a friend of mine learned that their grandmother died, and we we got the reaction on tape, not willingly. Oh my god! But we thought she was joking, and we're like trying to shake it up, and then she just burst into tears onto like Pluto's onto Pluto's like bone or something, and it was it was just just such an intensely dark moment to be having in such a ridiculously. (laughs) <laughs> cartoony looking place in fact a friend of mine rich monahan has really funny pictures taken of him and his girlfriend at the time having a domestic argument inside of one of the kitchens and they're just like super stressed out and screaming at each other but they're like next to like a cartoon oven yeah, i was with somebody that was that was I, I ended up the day we salvaged the day but one time i was with somebody and he was he and his girlfriend, she was on the phone, but they were having, like, a screaming fight in front. Like, like all these people are walking by as this guy is screaming on his phone and flipping out. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, once uh, a, fr- uh, a girl that I had a crush on was like, hey, do you want, do you want to go to Disneyland? I know this guy that can get us in. 
I'm like, sure. And then it turns out that she was, like, doing that guy. And I learned as we were, and she drove me there, as we were driving into the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, I, I am, and then they were be spending the day with this guy. And, and I immediately didn't want to do it anymore. And I was calling people to drive to Anaheim to pick me up. Because I'm like, and, and I had to, and because this was like 7.30 in the morning. I wasn't getting out of this until like 10 o'clock at night. And it was just like, prepare for a day of just absolute bullshit. And um, yeah, nobody came and picked me up. But that that was another terrible time. That was, that was one of the things that happened while I was working there that would suck. Is the things that people would do to try and get me to sign them in. And some of the bullshit. Like, all of a sudden, I've got people calling me that I haven't talked to in years oh, yeah, and like people crawling out of the fucking woodwork for instance one of my old best friends like she was a really good friend from college and like i had moved back to california and so i was all excited to see all my friends again and um and then i didn't hear from very many some of them and like i did this was one girl i didn't hear from and then all of a sudden when i start working at disneyland she's like hey um <laughs> hey so so um, my friend's coming to visit um, um, from a foreign country, and they've never been to Disneyland before. And so I really want to go, and I was thinking we could all go. And, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. I really want – I've been wanting to hang out. And she's like, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> then she asks. And so I meet them, and it's her and this dude. She doesn't even ask and until again, you're there? Well, she asked me, like, can we sign? Well, it's just, it was just implied. So, and I was like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was a big deal. But then it's like this dude, and then I'm like, oh, this is that guy that she was, like, obsessed with. And then she's like, so then as soon as I sign him in, she's like, all right, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh, she ditches off. you? They, she ditched me. She's like, I owe you, like, oh, we'll have lunch sometime. And I'm like, that okay. Is... And then she never <laughs> talked to me again. And... <laughs> It's like to this day, every time I see her post on Facebook, I'm like, "You fucking bitch!" Wow, you should uh, you should entrap her. You should find out <laughs> what she wants now and then offer it and lock her in a cage or something. But then, like, random because you have so many, mom... you have so many of these stories. I have no idea how many teenage girls are locked in cages in various <laughs> parts of Southern California somewhere. Luckily, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's to the public whatever what were you gonna say your mom something i just my mom would tell her friends like oh call my son i'm like and i had to tell her like stop it oh like i don't first of all i don't have unlimited of these and second of all i don't want to use them on your Your old friends that only want to play chess at the at the shoe the horseshoe saloon and (laughs) drink a mint julep and leave by one that was some bullshit i how many did you get like a year or whatever 15 that's a lot, because yeah, I, when you think about I it, I worked at Universal. You only got two a year. Yeah, we got fifteen a year, and up until I know this isn't the case anymore because they finally started. They updated their system, but if you went to um, Florida, it was unlimited because they all they could do was scan it, but it didn't take anything off. Um. So let's get back into the movie. So this dad starts to see weird imagery, <laughs> and he follows this. People are getting sick. There's some kind of cat flu going around. There's this guy that Benson had mentioned earlier when we were talking about popsicles. There's this like evil 
guy in a wheelchair and he's having a kid he has a kid with him and they're like that was the most amusing part of the movie they're like bullies and yeah the kid like just shoves the girl and she's hurt on tom and sawyer the, island the guy's just giving him shit like the the wheelchair guy like um then he follows this lady and her son to their hotel room and then has sex with her well she takes him dream? back to her well no 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 that happened like their what their kids start playing together and then they start talking and she's the one that tells them about the um the businessmen hiring the princesses and and then she I think she like drugs them then she or something. Talks, she I don't she know. becomes a witch, right? Yeah, she's a like they go back to her hotel and she's like my husband's not here and it's like some fancy ass suite. And then she and talks she, about like falling in love with the children or like gleaming power from the little girls that yeah, it didn't make any sense. And I think she was a witch, and they, they there was like this bizarre sex scene. And then there's this cat then, flu going around. Where <laughs> yeah, because the 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 guy at one point takes him or the kid to the nurses station of Disneyland. Yeah, and she's like, oh, there's a cat flu going on. And then that's in the beginning and of the you movie. You randomly see all these people coughing and stuff. And then, then like there's this big ep like big epcot part of it where he gets yeah. trapped and they put a epcot dome on his head and they blow up epcot and and they imply that there's some kind of like that there's like the siemens corporation is doing some kind of it didn't make any fucking <laughs> sense at all is, the siemens it was is real worse. right yeah that's a real corporation but it, it like it reminded me of an even crappier version of the um architect scene in the matrix i just i just watched all of those because that's the next picture start after this one watched all of the uh matrixes and we'll be talking about that next week but um, like it was all white and there was this random dude and but he just, but what was he was so explaining fucking... nobody had any questions to because that point not to get a little preview to our matrix conversation there's so many secrets revolving around the matrix that that one scene everybody was kind of like Okay, here's where it's all gonna, you know, make sense, and then either it does or it doesn't to you. But like at that point in this movie, Escape from Tomorrow, like there, there's no mystery. I mean, yeah, I, there's no mystery. But th there kind of is, but you don't care, and then he doesn't give you any answers anyway. And it's just some weird fucking thing, and you're still kind of creeped out because those girls are naked, and you're like, how old are these girls? Yeah, there's a lot of nudity, and then. That's kind of a dream, and then he he goes back to his hotel room, and then starts shitting and vomiting violently into his toilet, and then he coughs the up kid. a hairball. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have the cat flu. And then there's this really long sequence where Disney security comes and takes his body away and cleans yeah. the hotel and like replaces him, sort of. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. I guess they were trying to imply that like he got reincarnated, and then he was like he had a new. I don't know what the fuck. That, I don't know. So it doesn't you, make any fucking sense. Can you decipher? And it was stupid. It's not even like in a cool, whoa, mysterious like Cohen Brothers. I don't know, but like that was it was just bullshit. Can you decipher any sort of anti Disney or pro Disney or I anything Disney was, message? They were trying to say Disney is. I don't. They didn't even say know. Disney sucks. It was just Disney is weird, maybe, because the maybe. the director said that this is his statement on ubiquitous entertainment, whatever the fuck, that, whatever the fuck that means. Fuck that guy. 
but it doesn't even really say anything or has the balls to really because it felt like a movie that you would watch uh that a high schooler made or that a college yeah, that's, kid that's made like i was saying i'm like this looks like something that people would do in my video film class in high school <laughs> yeah this is for a class this looks like it's for a class but yeah. it's just at disneyland um, and because it's got that pretentious bullshit thing going on, and bad acting, and bad. But I mean, it, 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 I mean, I've it's there's like up for like the first five minutes, I'm like, wow, this is crazy that they look at this, they're right there, and right. after a while, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I don't know if, if you have some sort of scale or thumbs up or thumbs down or any sort of rating. Just two thumbs down, all the thumbs, all thumbs down. Yeah. completely zero pass zero fail um, Not, it's i mean a disappointment factor alone right it's just like but then it's like not even, even worth a, like no. even if you're at least a little bit intrigued it's not worth yeah because like phil was all excited about it and i told Did him like it? dude don't he hasn't yet and i told him I'm like i wouldn't i honestly like maybe when it comes out on but like it really i think it's, it's on worth, demand and i could right see yeah, and I but I could see for him it would be even more because he really gets angry at the pretentious stuff like, and this has that in spades. <laughs> um, so what are your favorite Disney movies? If this is this would be one of your least favorite, I guess. But and I would well, give it. I mean, out of five, I would give it a like a one and a half stars. Half star just because it's weird to see Disneyland. Yeah, that part, I guess, I'd give it like a finger, a thumb tip. Okay. I don't know. Tip of my thumb, maybe. So what are your favorite? Uh, Out of everything they've ever done. Let's oh leave like Marvel and Star Wars at like pure, pure. Don't you hate it well, when people are like, well, do Star Wars can't? I'm like, shut up. You know what I mean. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, or Muppets. Uh, you know, we know you like Muppets, but just Disney. Well, I mean, are we, like, because I'd have to, like, animated, live action. Yeah, any of those. Man. There's so many. Um. I love some of the old live action movies like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Swiss Family Robinson are two of my favorites. But then I also, I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but that's Touchstone. That, I don't know that, if that counts. counts. That, that counts. Um, they, they built a part of the park because and of that. And then, like, and then I love Dick Tracy and Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then, but then I love, like, the animated, like, I grew up on those animated shorts, like Chip and Dale and. Like those cartoons. Did you really like cartoons. Mary Poppins too? I love Mary Poppins. Fucking love that shit. <laughs> I I still um, I don't think I've seen a single. It's so good. Live action Disney movie that was oh, made God. before the eighties. Bed knobs and broomsticks. That one's awesome. That Disney. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's fucking great. Uh, so I don't even know. I mean, as far as animated stuff, I like Robin Hood a lot. Um. And then I and then of the newer things, probably either Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin. I would say Jungle Book because I watched it maybe a year ago. Really holds up in its yeah animation and its story because I used the to watch that one all really good. the time. And, and it was the last I, one that Disney was yeah. alive for. Yeah. Um, they're all really good. I love Sleeping Beauty's fucking great. Um, like the animation because. Yeah, because if you look at these, they actually have their own kind of animation style in all of them. Yeah, yeah. And, well, because there is a bunch of different, there's a bunch of animators. One of the main guys that worked on um, Sleeping Beauty was actually one of my favorite um, child um, illustrators. His name is Bill Pete. 
Um, and he also, but after he worked for Disney, he made all these kids books and there are these awesome illustrated books and he did a lot of the artwork in Sleeping Beauty and it has, each one has like a very unique feel to it. I feel like and and that one, I really like that one. Um, and as far as like weird shit, I really like Pinocchio because <laughs> I read that, the, that the book is even more fucked up. The book is nuts. Like, Pin- like Pinocchio kills fucking... Jiminy Cricket in the original. Yeah. Pinocchio, the book, is really fucked up. I think there's the a rape still... in the original. <laughs> the movie's still pretty true. fucking nuts. And then Alice in Wonderland's always enjoyable. Do you think that, like, Pinocchio couldn't get... Wouldn't be a big summer Disney tentpole these days? No. But it's basically like, hey, kids, eat all this candy and drink beer. And, oh, no, wait... You're turning into donkeys that will work in our silver mines. <laughs> that was it was terrifying as a kid, and then he gets swallowed by this giant whale. Like it's fucked up. But it's a morality tale. You think kids should have more? You think because there's a while, you know, in the '90s, everything's rebellious and everybody's some everybody's some loud in your face character that's breaking yeah, the rules. Do you think these morality tales down? Do you think morality morality tales will ever have its day in the sun anymore? May I think so. I think eventually. I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be? I, I know for me, like growing up, that probably tempered my... Taught you <laughs> right from bit. wrong. Yeah. Put you on the straight and narrow. Because you'll get turned into a fucking donkey <laughs> if you fuck around. You but know? those are the purpose of fairy tales in general. When they created yeah. them back in the they middle all ages, those, they're like, yeah. kids, if you misbehave, some monster like, will kill you. That was like, yeah, basically like if you fuck up, you're going to get killed or eaten or... Like, you know, don't talk to strangers because they might kill you. It's still like, pretty much have, true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what now we have, like, urban legends and shit. Well, now kids are movies. so desensitized. I saw this BuzzFeed list of kids taking selfies at funerals today. And it's like, these are like at, at Graham, like at hashtag Graham's funeral. So sad. That's up. And then they're taking pictures of themselves in the bathroom. Like, what? there's no sort of of sympathetic feeling anymore towards young kids they'll they'll just keep getting desensitized and like this will all be okay that's why like their cyberbullying is okay I, I know it's getting on a high horse but i think more and more kids will not saying that more and more kids will do it but the kids that do get exposed to it get exposed to a much more desensitized world yeah i mean i don't know i don't have kids so i don't have to worry about that and but I mean, I got to live in the world with them. It's fucking kids on Xbox Live. I want to punch them all in the face. <laughs> yeah, they're all bullet. You're, I mean, you're, you're a man. They're all a bunch 30, of fucking assholes. So they're, they're not respecting their elders. No, they're they're telling me to fuck. They're telling me horrible <laughs> things and calling me racist things. And how do you uh, react to this? What's your response? I just turn it off. Well, you don't. You don't scrap with them. I don't want to be that kid. I don't want to be that guy because <laughs> that that's kid. Even, that. Not that even like that's a bigger loser yelling at little kids like, um, oh today I made some kid cry. You did? Oh, no, just, like, but yeah. I'm just saying like I don't want to be that guy. All right, um, I got a list of here. It's another BuzzFeed article that came out recently called Six. It was like a little kid. I just start telling him like, hey, guess what? Santa's not real. <laughs> yeah, I do. You, what age? Because I heard that like, uh, from k- people in the animation industry that action p- kids that. The age of kids that uh, buy action figures is getting less and less. Oh, it has to be. That like like the peak age is now six. It used to be nine, yeah. but like because kids are more apt to 
you know, throw when away. When you can fucking play Grand Theft Auto Five, you're not gonna be buying. Yeah, you're not gonna be like, hey mom, could I have a Ninja Turtle? And these things like <laughs> like Mad Magazine and every comic book ever written, it's pretty much written for only adults now. Like kids aren't yeah. reading these things. And yeah, that, I read I read Mad like the other day, and I'm like, there's no way kids are reading this. No way kids reading about how Mitt Romney sounds like Mr. Burns or whatever they yeah. did a couple like a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that Disney could have, or, or this movie could have commented on, like, like these this perpetual perpetual nostalgia of always being a kid, and like I know so many people now. This would have blew my mind as a kid. There are people that just go to Disneyland after work. They, they have these. That's what I did. Yeah, they have these passes now. Where people are at Disneyland like every week or every month, like this special. I know trip. people that go like every day. Yeah, the special trip. I mean, they. I'm not saying that they don't have fun, but they, like they're people, these adults that just spend so much of their time now. That that could have been something that they could have tapped into, or you yeah, know, there's so much potential. There's tons of things, and they did none of them, and instead they did this fucking stupid thing, and it's dumb. Yeah. I've never had. I've had an annual pass, but I wasn't the kind of person that could, um, that like will drop by on a weekday. And I am kind of jealous of people that, you know, just can just go. Yeah. Well, there was a period where I would go all the time. I mean, when I I remember when I was unemployed, I still had my annual pass, and I would go all the time. And one time, I was getting bored of like being at home, and I live like ten minutes from the park, so I'm like, I want to go get a Dole Whip, and I I drove. I parked in 15-minute parking. I went and got a Dole Whip, and then I went back home. Yeah, um, and that's not even so exclusive anymore. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, I like because when you have an annual pass, then you don't feel the need to do all the big things so much that you can kind yeah. of enjoy the smaller You things. start taking in the small stuff and enjoying, you know, you start, you come up with different, you know, like, today I'm going to go and I'm going to ride the train around a few times. One time I went and I actually fell asleep in like the caboose. <laughs> they found you at and the And I end think of the I day. ended up I rode around for like 2 hours. <laughs> you woke up in Disney jail. Have you seen <laughs> Disney? What have you seen? I've, I've been in Dis- I've been everywhere, man. Okay, but what are the what are the top few Disney things? Disney jail is a room. It's, is there some sort of uh like cage or door? No. Or it's just a room. It's just a room. But there's Pretty no much. sort of confinement or concealment? No. So the, so you're basically in a room with other with like a guard then. Yeah. Um what what else what else have you seen that nobody's seen? Um, Give us some insider well, I've tips. Been, or I've insider been, secrets. See, in California there's only like a couple tunnels. Um it's not like in Florida where there's tunnels everywhere and people always say there's tunnels everywhere in California. No, that's fucking Florida. Um, so the only tunnel that there is, is from, it's like in Tomorrowland and it goes to that stage that now is the Jedi Academy. It comes up. I've been in there. Um, I've been in pirates. I've been all over in pirates. I've been, I've been in the basketball court in Matterhorn. In the Matterhorn. Yeah. It's just like a basketball hoop. Um, another just lovely Disney family story is that my dad was uh, banned from Disneyland for smoking weed in the parking lot when he was in his twenties, and told never to come back. But that that didn't stop him. <laughs> it's not a proud story. That I mean, I you, I mean, you could probably be like, oh, my dad's so cool, but I'm not proud of that at all. So thank you for 
That was fun. Doing this episode with me talking about Escape from Tomorrow and your favorite Disney things. Yeah. Uh, well, where could we get you on Twitter? I mean, people. I mean, for the people that don't know. I'm at Brendoman on Twitter. Just go to brendoman.com for all stuff and um, Radio Brendo. Where all my podcasts are on the Benview Network. Um, Radio Brendo Man, um, Popsicles, and Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. And you can hear us every two weeks on Popsicles. Yep. Uh, I think we'll do one this week. Um, Sweet. And uh, thanks, and hope, hopefully we'll, we can do this again. Yeah. Hopefully we can do yet another podcast together. Yet out another. of the hundreds you've already done. Not an, people haven't had enough Derek and Brenda. It's magic every time. Yep. Today this was the magical place the most magical place on earth. <laughs> yeah. This Google hangout that we're in. Um, okay, uh thanks for doing it, and I'll see you again soon. Sweet. This is Tower. Launch sequence engaged. We have ignition. Email us at picturestartpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash picturestartpod. Subscribe, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at picturestartpod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Yeah.